You're listening to Anita Marks. Why I do believe the Knicks are going to win this series, number one, better depth. Number two, better rebounding. We know that the Knicks have that on the heat. Hartenstein coming in and contributing solid minutes. Josh Hart off the bench, just averaging a double-double pretty much every game. I do believe that this, this Knicks team has a really good shot of winning this series. But obviously, I think it's going to be key that they win one of the next two games in Miami so they can regain home court advantage. You're listening to Anita Marks. I love sloths. For years now, I've been wanting to spend time with sloths and hold a sloth and kiss a sloth, and I was able to do it. On 98.7 ESPN. Without further ado, Vince Roth joins us now from uh, the final furlong stables. Vince, great to have you on, especially on Derby Day. How you doing, my friend? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, so this is your first time here on 98.7 ESPN. So why don't you let the folks know, give them some history about final furlong. Yeah, sure. But before we start, I do have to, I do have to say, I know uh, one, one of my biggest supporters, my parents, uh, it's their 50th anniversary today. I know they're listening, oh. so I wanted to wish them a, a happy anniversary. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. I told them last night, you know, they 50 down, 50 to go. We'll see how that works. <laughs> um, but no, final throw on. So, you know, we're, we're a, a small boutique syndicate uh, out of New York. Uh, we, we only race New York bred fillies. So, you know, I know the Derby is a huge day uh, for everybody. You know, I, I'm in love with yesterday's Kentucky Oaks. So we had a horse last year in the Oaks, one of the best experiences of my life. Um, you know, we put together small syndications, allowing people to buy in from three to five to 10% of any horse. Um, we hope to, uh, you know, to get back to that Kentucky Oaks one day or even maybe win the Derby with a New York Red Philly. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. So and, and, and I was sharing with folks out there uh, prior to you coming on uh, the uh, the the fantastic program that ABR, America's Best Racing, put together uh, stake in stardom that is, allows a number of us in sports broadcasting uh, to be a horse owner. And uh, and they paired you and I up together. And so I'm really excited and. Uh, I know we're excited about a, a young Philly two-year-old who just recently made her way to Saratoga and hopefully will be racing this summer named Capital Spending. So that's going to be oh, fun. Yeah. Um, can't wait for all right, that. So, yeah, I can't thank I you know. for introducing us. <laughs> I know, I know. It's it's really been a pleasure working with you and, and thrilled to have you here on 98.7 SBN. So with that being said, before we start, because we're we're gonna we're gonna definitely uh, you know inform people how to how to play this race, the Kentucky Derby later on this evening. Like I said, post time is six fifty seven p.m. But before we do some some really uh, disturbing and sad news out of Churchill Downs this week, right? Four horses uh, have have died there. Two unknown reasons why uh, they're at University of Kentucky uh, trying to figure out what happened. Uh, the trainer for those horses, uh, not only he was suspended, but had to remove a horse out of the Kentucky Derby because they had a horse in the Derby as well. And then two other ones, uh, unfortunately, injured themselves on the track and had to be euthanized. I, I, I know, you know, this is this is part of the sport, but it's it's definitely it's it's definitely has to be extremely difficult, especially as, you know, somebody being a horse owner. You, I'm sure you, you become quite attached to these animals. Right, Vince? Oh, yeah, I mean, without a doubt, it, it, it unfortunately is is a, a very terrible part of the sport. I mean, I know all the and I know the tracks, and I know Churchill. I mean, top class organization. They'll they'll do all they can to ensure that something that like like, like went on this week doesn't happen again. But um, yeah, I mean, you get attached to these animals; they become family. And you know, it's it's we always say you know safe trip. It's you know it it, it it's 
nerve wracking just to get a horse in a race. But, you know, from when the gates open till they cross the final wire till they come back to the, to the barn, you just want to make sure that they're, you know, 100%, whether they win or lose. Absolutely. Um, and then turning our attention to uh, what's going on with the Derby, big news this morning in the favorite Forte. Now is scratch because of a, uh, a bone bruise. I'm sure that uh, Churchill Downs wants to be as cautious as possible because of what happened, the events that have taken place this week. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, yeah. And, you know, I, I, Mike Rapolian and I's uh, paths have crossed numerous times on the New York track. I mean, he wins uh, an unlimited amount of races, it seems. And I know it's tough to feel bad for a guy who has two $4 billion companies, but I mean, I'm, I'm sure he's devastated today and, uh, you know, our heart goes out to him and you just hope Forte comes back and, you know, is able to run again in one of the big races, maybe the Preakness, maybe the Belmont. You know, but, but wouldn't you say, what would you say the percentage of horses are events that, that do partake in the Kentucky Derby with the aspirations of winning the triple crown? Because it's not all of them because many of them, you know, one, one might, you know, uh, win the Kentucky Derby and feel like, all right, well, you know, they're not suited for, uh, the Preakness, or they're not suited for Belmont. They don't necessarily win, participate in all three. Correct. I mean, you know, and it's 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 not a requirement that you race in all three. I, mean, I know a lot of fans out there think it should be. There's a debate going on back and forth that if you win the the Derby, you should be required to run the Preakness. But you know, a lot of trainers like giving their their horses time off between races. Um, you know, George Abreu is is one of our trainers, and he likes sometimes four or five weeks and. You know, on these young horses, maybe the horse isn't ready in two weeks. So the last thing you want to do is, is push a horse just because they won the Derby to try to get the Triple Crown. Um, so, you know, to answer your question, what percentage of horses could win the Triple Crown? My answer is probably going to be almost zero. Uh, and you could go back and, and look throughout history. That's a very, very difficult thing to do. Just to get in the starting gate in the first place is difficult. And then to win the first race and then parlay that into two more races, running against the top quality horses is, is not an easy task. Again, uh, Vince Roth joining us here from Final Furlong. So with Forte being scratched, uh, the favorite horse uh, heading into the Kentucky Derby, Angel of Empire now becomes the favorite. This is a Brad Cox uh, horse. Pratt is its jockey. Six starts, four wins. Pratt had an opportunity to to really um, be the jockey for a variety, a, a number of these horses, but specifically selected Angel of Empire because he said he feels this is the best horse, even more so than Forte. Uh, do you agree with that? Do you feel that Angel of Empire should be the favorite horse heading into today's race? I do. Um, I really like that horse on the morning line. Odds came out. Um, yeah, the horse was, was eight to one uh, morning line. Um, you know, I, I, obviously the horse is going to be bet down now to, to the favorite. Um, you know, myself and we have a longtime friend, Jimmy, who's a professional handicapper. He just launched a new racing stable called, called Authentic Racing Community, where they share picks and they race for charity. It's a great group. Um, you know, we, we've been discussing all week who we think is going to win. And that was one of our top choices. And, I'm, you know, maybe I'll spoil it here, but, you know, we're not, we're not going to pick him now, given that he's the favorite. Right. So, so it, like, it, explain that to, to folks, you know, like, you know, it, it's, it's, you feel that a horse is more than likely going to win and, and, and is the favorite for a reason, but because of the odds that then that's not the horse that you're going to, you're going to wager on kind of explain that philosophy. Yeah. I mean, so if you look at yesterday, I mean, again, congrats to uh, the, the connections of pretty mischievous who won the uh, Kentucky Oaks yesterday. 
Um, you know, a 50 cent trifecta, which we can go into the betting, I mean, paid almost $2,000 and a $1 superfecta paid $15,000. And that was because of the, the top three, top four horses were not the favorite favorite, I believe came in fifth or sixth. Um, and when, you know, when you're wagering on, uh, on an exact wager and you want to get those big payouts, unfortunately, sometimes you do have to go against the, the favorite. Even if you think that favorite might, might win the race, it might not be worth two or three to one on your money um, to pick it in a 20 horse field. Right. Uh, so with that being said, let, let's, let's take a look at some of the other horses out there uh, in, in the favorites, right? It's not just angel of empire, but tap it trice, uh, a Todd Pletcher horse, um, five starts, four wins. Uh, this horse sold at an auction for $1.3 million. Uh, this is the beautiful gray horse that will be racing later on this afternoon. Won the Toyota blue grass stakes. Your, your thoughts on tap it trice. Uh, I mean, I, we have him in a, in our exotics for sure. Um, you know, his sire Tappet's offsprings, they, they just don't really run well in the Derby. I, I think they're over 10, um, you know, but they do run real well at Belmont. So that said, I know maybe we'll get back together on the radio in five weeks and talk about our pick for the Belmont. Uh, if it was Belmont day, that's who I'd be picking. Okay. Um, I, I think a horse that I'm really intrigued by is Derma Sotogake. Uh, this is a, uh, a Japanese-bred horse, uh, won the UAE Derby um, with an unbelievable fast time. Uh, this is a horse that could, could really uh, make history here, right, today, because no I, Japanese-born bred horse has ever won the Kentucky Derby. No, you're you're right, and and you know they've the Japanese horses have been dominating the the national scene over the last like 14, 18 months. Um, however, again, getting back to like Tappet, the the UAE Derby winners are 0 for 18, and actually never hit the board in the uh, in the Kentucky Derby. Um, Japanese horses are 0 for 4 in the Derby. Uh, do I think today that could change? I mean, everything does change. I mean, the Knicks are you know rolling to a uh, potential you know eastern conference final so anything can change um <laughs> i i think today could be that day that that a japanese horse gets it done um some other horses out there that a number of people fancy the six horse king's barns a todd pletcher horse uh the three horse two fills and uh, there's there's a lot of sharp money on verifying the number two horse any of those tickle your fancy um Yes, for sure. So, you know, our, our topic is that number six horse, King Barnes. Um, it's fitting that he drew the number six slot. He was number six when he won the Louisiana Derby, which was six weeks ago. Um, you know, the last time Uncle Mo had an undefeated son run uh, here, it was uh, the horse of the seven for seven Nyquist. Now, I know King Barnes only raced three times, um, but he's been improving in every start. You know, in, in our conversations with, you know, our team here, Dan and Jimmy, uh, we feel we feel the buyer number needed to to win the Derby today is probably going to be a 104. I think that's been published somewhere. And Kings Barnes ran a 74, an 85, a 95. If he keeps progressing, you should run a 105, and and we think that can get it done today. So you know, the knock on um, him though, and, is, he didn't start as a two year old, and he only has three starts. I I don't think that's going to matter. 
So really quick, because we, I'm, I'm going to ask you to hold our hand and take us to the window and, and explain exactly how to how you would recommend somebody to wager on this race. But before we do, uh, again, there's been so many scratches here, right? What? How many horses? Like four. Like now we've gone from a field of 20 to a field of 18. Uh, those that were the alternates, those that were the reserve, any of those now that have come in that are, are going to raise now, any of them that, that you find interesting? Um, so I wrote off Rich Strike when he drew in, and we all know what happened there. Um, so it's tough <laughs> not to throw the <laughs> it's tough not to throw those horses in the exact uh, uh, super factor plays. Um, I I don't see any of them though. Go hitting the board today. Okay. So with that being said, again, Vince Roth joining us here from Final Furlong. Uh, hold my hand, all of us actually listening. Uh, take us to the window, and uh, and and how are you going to play the Kentucky Derby this evening? Yeah, for sure. I mean, and, and like you, you said, I mean, they, the Derby's just gotten odder and odder every year. I mean, 2019, we had the disqualification of maximum security. 2020, the Derby was ran in September. 2021, Medina Spirit wins and then gets disqualified six months later. Last year, there was a miracle upset. Rich Strike comes from the clouds to win that race. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, the, the 21 Cyclone Mischief or 22 hits the board. So for, for someone who wants a long shot, you know, up there, people want to pick names and, and long shot odds. It's probably worth it. Um, but if I'm going to the window today, um, you know, let's say we have a hundred dollars to spend. Um, I'm going to go $20 win in place on the six King Bar- King's Barnes. Um, we're going to do a $2 exacta box. So what an exacta box is for those of you who don't know, you're picking the horses that finished first and second in the race in any order, but we're going to pick three horses and, and have two of them hopefully win. It's, Six fourteen five. Uh, that two dollar exacta box would be twelve dollars, and then I would do the same thing for a two dollar uh, trifecta box, and and hope those three come in six fourteen five. Uh, that's another twelve dollars. And then if you want to throw in a couple of long shots and have more of a chance, I do six fourteen five two eleven in a fifty cent trifecta box, and that would be thirty dollars. So there you go. I, I spent your hundred bucks. <laughs> that's that that makes it very easy to to accomplish uh so again win in place for uh for the six horse king's barn a uh and a, a two dollar exact box with king's barn um tapid trice and uh an angel of empire and then yep. a two dollar two dollar trifecta box with those three horses adding in verifying and disarm correct Okay. And then you get it. You, you get five horses for a chance to add three. And if you want to do there a superfecta, uh, and if you want to do a superfecta and not spend a ton of money, um, I would key, which means you're going to key the winner, um, Angel of Empire. And I know we're picking Kings Barnes to win the race purely because of the odds, and, and I think Angel of Empire's odds are just going to be too low to 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 take my win bet. But I would I would key Angel of Empire, and then I would do. Angel of Empire to win, and then two, five, six, eleven, and throw in the twenty-two just for fun. Uh, that would be a sixty-dollar superfecta bet. And like I said yesterday, the you know the superfecta in the Oaks paid fifteen thousand dollars. So I'll throw sixty bucks at that for a chance to win fifteen thousand. There you go, Vince. You rock. Really do appreciate it. 
my friend. You know I'll be texting you at around oh seven oh one seven oh two this evening. I have a couple of minutes before. We gotta we, just in case if any of our ideas change. We'll see. Perfect, perfect. Appreciate <laughs> you. Thank you so much. You got it. Thank you, Anita. You got it, Vince Roth. Uh, final furlong, uh, and really excited again. Big shout out to America's Best Racing as well, uh, putting together the Stake in Stardom program, which now has 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 allowed me an opportunity to be a horse owner and work with Vince Roth in Final Furlong. By the way, we are giving away right now Final Furlong Racing Stable prize pack, including a hat, a T-shirt, um, Yeti mini tumbler. Um, for full t- contest rules, go to ESPNNewYork.com. But since um, since Vince likes Kings Barn, he is the six horse. Let's go with caller number six, guys. Harvey and Joe, our producers, caller number six wins this final furlong racing stable prize pack right now on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Great day of sport just all around. As we know, your next pregame show coming your way in uh, less than... uh Wow, uh, less than 40 minutes right here yep. on 98.7 ESPN. Tip-off is at 3.30. You've got the Derby. You've got the Wells Fargo going on right now. I haven't checked on that uh, in a minute. Uh, let me uh, let me call that up. I'm curious. Uh, I had Jordan Spieth uh, coming in. He didn't even make the cut. Apparently, he was sick. So, um, And so he just uh, really wet the bed yesterday, unfortunately. Uh, but I did have Wyndham Clark, and last I checked, he was at the top of the leaderboard heading into uh, today's action. Um, we, guys, we have a winner. Who who won our uh, final furlong prize pack? So the prize pack went to uh, Joe from Newburgh. Joe from Newburgh. Congratulations. A final furlong racing stable prize pack. Hat, T-shirt, Yeti mini tumbler. Um, and appreciate you listening to the program for sure. Let's go to Danny. Uh, Danny is, is wants to chime in why he thinks there's so many injuries in the NBA now that we're in the postseason. Danny, what say you? 
I don't know about the NBA, but in sports in general, I think there's a culture of what kind of injury you can leave a game with. For instance, uh, I watched Acuna get hit in the shoulder with a fastball. Now, I know it hurts. It's happened to me in my life. And he walked off the field. And then 10 minutes later, I watch a hockey player take a 90-mile-an-hour slap shot off his face. They're mopping up blood off the ice. He goes and gets 19 <laughs> stitches and comes back 25 minutes later. So Harrison Bader collided in center field. This is a man who's, who just got off a year injury who they need desperately. He comes out of the game in the first inning. He didn't have a concussion. He, he played the next day. Basketball players, they come off temporarily. They go back in the game. I think, I think there's just a new culture in sports where if you're so concerned about your stats, you only want to play when you're healthy because people are worried about war and points per game and assists. They don't take into account how many games did you play. So I think there's a whole culture that's going on with sports now where that's overriding a lot of the will to play lately. So you think you just you think it's more of the the athlete themselves saying, you know what, I'm not 100 percent, so I'm going to take tonight off. Right. I mean, and they make so much money now that in the old days you weren't taking a day off in a sport unless they were dragging you off the field, you know, injured because you weren't giving up your spot. And now they make so much money where I don't think they're as overly concerned. It's it's uh, listen, it's interesting. It's it's. Uh... I think there's I think there's a number I think there's a number and appreciate the phone call. I think there's a number of reasons uh, we're seeing uh, injuries. But what I find interesting is, you know, this whole load management concept, right, which the NBA doesn't like. And the the reason being is, you know, you're a team that you have the aspirations and more than likely going to make it to the postseason. It is a long postseason. That's for sure. You're, utili- you're utilizing that load management to make sure that you guys are going to be healthy at this stage in the game. And now look. So, uh, you know, does this, does this kind of derail the thought process behind load management? Possibly. Uh, by the way, again, like I said, the Wells Fargo is happening right now in, uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina, Quail Hollow. And at the top of the leaderboard is, uh, is Brendan Todd. Uh, he's six under today through 15, so he's tearing it up right now. So he's tied for first with Wyndham Clark, who's nine under. He just got started. He's one under through four today. Hatton, as well, is tied for first at nine under. He's one under through four today as well. Corey Connors, uh, the uh, Canadian, had a, a solid go at it today. He's five under through 15, so he's only one back at eight under. English, Fleetwood, Sunj- excuse me, Sunjay M., Adam Scott, all of them uh, just one shot back at eight under. This is a, a real competitive leaderboard here. Hovland, Power, Woodland, uh, Homa, uh, all at seven under along with Shoffley. Woo, tomorrow's going to be fun. Uh, again, just a reminder, on the tee with me, Anita Marks, kickoff at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning right here on 98.7 ESPN. 8 to 9 a.m. is on the tee, our golf show. Getting you ready for the final round of the Wells Fargo. We'll talk all things hot topics surrounding golf. We'll take a look ahead to the Byron Nelson, which is coming up next week. A great, uh, a, a great tournament because of the track, getting you ready for the PGA Championship, which will be here in two weeks. It'll be the next major uh, in this year's golf season. So, again, on the tee, comes your way at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning. Quick break. We come back. If you missed our interview with Nick Friedel, uh, we're going to play it for you again, getting you ready for that Nick series and Game 3 against the Heat 
kicks off right here at 3.30 this afternoon on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. It's Pat O'Keefe comes your way with your next pregame show. Let's go to Jordan in Morristown. He wants to chime in on this uh, Knicks Heat series. Jordan, welcome in. Good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So, yeah, I was just saying, I feel like the the unit as a whole operates better with IQ running with them on the starting unit and keeping Josh Hart a part of the second unit because he provides more of a spark, I think, coming from the second unit. And when you have IQ, IQ when he was starting for when Randall got hurt towards the end of the year, he provided a little bit more offensive flow. He was driving to the basket, attacking, getting aggressive. And no knock to Julius Randall. Great player. He's contributed well for the Knicks, but I just think he kind of slows the, the offense down a little bit, I mean, especially since he might not be 100% with his ankle. I think with adding IQ to the lineup, it provides more of an offensive attack and energy as opposed to Josh Hart. And I know that they're putting Josh Hart on Jimmy Butler, but when we're trying to attack Jimmy Butler, who's got a weak ankle, I think we need to attack him with Julius Randle because he's going to be more aggressive. Um, yeah, listen, I, I hear you. Um, I, I do like, and Jordan, thanks for the phone call. I, I do like um, the rotations that, that Tibbs has been bringing to the program in, in the postseason. Uh, I mentioned that with, um, with, with Nick Friedel. Um You know, he's not playing favorites anymore. It's all about the matchups. So, uh, by the way, uh, again, like I said, some housekeeping we need to attend to. Each uh, each week during the girls' flag football season, the Jets and Gatorade will recognize a player of the week throughout the season. The Jets will host the girls' flag football teams from New York and New Jersey to play a series of regular season games at the Atlantic Health Jets Training Center, uh, where they will also announce a player of the week uh, that will be selected. So the player will receive a $1,000 donation from the Jets and Gatorade in their name to support their high school girls flag football program. And, of course, always announced right here on my show on 98.7 ESPN. So this week's, uh, actually, this is last week's. Last week's recipient was Brianna Junecash, a sophomore wide receiver from uh, in, in defensive back from Minnesink Valley High School in Slate, High, Slate Hill, New York, uh, they are the Warriors. They won twenty nothing against Middletown to improve their record to four zero and one this season. Um, Brianna had six catches for eighty seven receiving yards and two scoring touchdowns. She also came up with a pick, making her sixth interception. How about that of the season? Uh, Brianna was the Warriors MVP of their win last week, and um, and so congratulations. So each week, of course, they will uh, they will name. A, a player of the week, and we will announce it each week right here on my show, which is always great. Huge shout-out for the ladies. I wish my high school had flag football when I played. Uh, they didn't, so therefore I had to try out, but I made my JV football team when I was in high school. I actually made the team, believe it or not, And uh, but, man, I wish that my high school had high school flag football. Uh, that would have been absolutely fantastic. I would have loved to have played it. Um, I know we didn't get a chance to really talk of any Major League Baseball today. The Yankees, we know they're struggling because of the injuries. Um, big time. They lost to the Rays uh, yesterday 5-4. And um, Tampa Bay, the Rays have just been unbelievable. This is how good they are. 
They are number one in Major League Baseball in um, uh, batting average, OPS, home runs, runs per game, and team ERA at, at 291. How about that? As we know, the Yankees, they've lost five of seven. They've got to get healthy fast uh, because now, as we know, they're, they're 10 games down in the American League East to the Rays. Herman on the bump for them today. First pitch is going to be at 4-10. He's 2-2 two two with a 4-4-6 ERA. As for the Mets, they beat uh, the Rockies 1-0. So um, that's great. Uh, McGill is on the bump for them today. 3-1 with a 4-11 ERA. They are second in the National League East. They are five games back to the Atlanta Braves. They as well, first pitch, will be at 4-10 p.m., and that will be at City, and it's absolutely beautiful out. So if you're heading to the game, God bless, enjoy. Uh, some NHL, just to get you up to speed. As we know, unfortunately, the New Jersey Devils, they find themselves in another situation where they're down 0-2 to the Canes. Um, the Canes won last night 6-1. So uh, they're playing injured, but boy, talk about next man up. Uh, four goals in the second period. And uh, their goal, goalkeeper, Anderson, had 28 saves. It's only 28 shots at goal. Man, what's going on there? So hopefully they could turn it around on their home ice. So game three will be Sunday at 3.30. And so there is that. Um, again, like I said, you've got Pat O'Keefe, who's coming your way momentarily with your Knicks pregame show. So no need to go anywhere else. Knicks pregame. And then, of course, you'll be able to listen to the Knicks heat game right here on 98.7 ESPN. How am I playing it? Uh, again, we've got two basketball games, not one, but two today. Knicks heat. I like the under here at 210. Okay. Jimmy Butler back. Heat are going to play better defense. Um, and so... Uh, I do like the under here at 210. For the Warriors and the Lakers, I like the Lakers. This line now has moved. When we started the show, it was minus three. It's now minus three and a half. So I'll lay the points with the Lakers tonight. That's how I'm playing that. And exciting. The Kentucky Derby. Post time, like I said, 6.57 p.m. this evening. How am I playing it? I'm going to play a $1.00. Uh, five-horse trifecta box. So that's going to cost you $60 because there's 60 possible combinations. What are the five horses I'm going to be utilizing? Angel of Empire, uh, that is the horse that is now favored, the 14th horse. Uh, the number six horse, King's Barnes. The 17th horse, Derma Sotogake, that is the Japanese uh, bred horse. Uh, the number five ha- horse, Tapid Trice, and the number two horse, verifying. So again, that's how I am playing the derby, folks. A dollar, five horse trifecta box, which all in all is going to cost me $60 total, with the 14, the 6, the 17, the 5, and the 2. That is how I am playing the Kentucky Derby. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Really do appreciate it. Harvey, Joe, you guys rock. Uh, Our producers today. Um, I'm back tomorrow morning again, bright and early 8 a.m. for on the tee, getting you ready for the final round of the Wells Fargo. We'll talk some golf with you for that first hour. And then of course, um, we'll be chatting up the Knicks and hopefully they will have won and beat the heat this afternoon. So now we'll be talking about a Knicks team and a series that they would be up to one. So a lot of Knicks talk 
tomorrow as well. And Greg Wyshynski will join me on the program tomorrow to talk some hockey. So everybody, enjoy the rest of your afternoon, your evening. Enjoy the Kentucky Derby. I'll see you tomorrow morning right here on 98.7 ESPN.